Hello, Stinger family. Uh, we are currently on vacation enjoying our little guy's uh, eighth birthday, so there is no podcast for the next three weeks. Oh my gosh, three weeks! Uh, it's terrible. But also, there's the 4th of July, and I'm sure you guys are all going to be uh, trying not to get yourself blown up or having your neighbors be pissed off at you or vice versa. Uh, so anyways, this week on the show, we've got a rerun from 2018. Uh, in Swamp Thing, uh, Wes Craven's most goofiest film, uh, starring uh, Ray Wise and Adrian Barbo. Uh, f- and we're going to follow that up next week with the return of Swamp Thing. So I hope you enjoy and laugh your asses off. Enjoy. Get to the chopper. It's a love story, like a fairy tale, but on the island of Dr. Moreau. This is Swamp Thing on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hello and welcome to Sticker Bandits, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers. Bye bye movie lovers. I'm your host Justin. With me as always, Sam and Jackie. Swamp Thing from 1982, directed by Wes Craven. Was it? <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Starring Adrian Barbo, Ray Wise, uh, Luis Jordan uh, from. Uh, uh, Octopussy fame? Yes, Octopussy. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, also, uh, Three Coins in the Fountain. Was, Three Coins yeah. in the Fountain. By Frank Sinatra. He did the music video to that song? No, I thought that was Mick Jagger and David Bowie. Oh, right, 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 right. They're always doing those uh, music videos. Those music videos. <laughs> Hello, Jackie. I hear you're hungover, as usual. Yes. Oh, right. There was a birthday party last night. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's it, huh? Oh God, it was it was fun. Okay, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I hope the listener is not uh, hungover because that sucks. I'm saltier than usual. You are? Yeah. Like, did you get a test for that? Like, did you go to the doctor and they're like, "Yep, your salt levels are way too high." Well, no, but I have two dogs both licking my legs at the same time, so I must be covered That's, in salt. I would say that the science behind that is probably just the same as if they jab needles into you and pulled out shit, and it's like, "Yep, it's salty." Did you have needles into you yeah. to figure out whether you're salty or not? Yeah, it's just like lick you. <laughs> the doctor? I don't yeah. think the doctor licks you. Could. Well, I mean, they used to, you know, like, hey, lady, uh, I'm going to have to use my tongue for this examination. <laughs> I they I would say they don't do that anymore, but I don't know. Maybe sure, they still do. Um, yeah, Swap Thing from 1982. Uh, Sam, what have you learned into the mystery of Swamp Thing? You know, I had heard somewhere along the lines that this was supposed to be like a Wes Craven's big chance for a big picture, and he's going to get on with the major studios because of this, because he's done his budget things before, but I mean... Well, he's linked up with uh, DC, you know, I mean, that's just just a stone's throw away from uh, Batman and Superman, and Richard Donner just got done with Superman two years before that, and that was a huge success! Yeah, and 
at the same time, this doesn't seem to have any link to a major studio at all. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it, the The production company was Swamp Pictures, <laughs> which is just him, right? Right. It's just what he came up with for it. <laughs> and then it was released by Embassy, I guess, directed drive-ins or something Must, it, had to it didn't go to theaters yeah there's no box office on it huh it cost 2.5 million yeah it didn't return any money i doubt it um now what's odd is the numbers for swamp thing 2 are mm-hmm. uh scarce in the opposite direction where we have no idea what return of swamp thing cost sure but it returned 274 uh, thousand 274 thousand on a dtv movie um, I'd still say that that's a disappointment because Heather Locklear was probably somebody by then. Well, it sort actually went to a minor theater run. The second one mm, did. Mm, mm. Uh, Jackie, this is your second viewing of Swamp Thing. You and I uh, hit this about, I don't know, two years ago, and we're like, whoa. Uh, were you more prepared this time? <laughs> no. No, it's still. No, I, I forgot about the villain and what happens to him. Uh-huh. Arcane played by yeah. Louis Jordan. And I, I don't know. Like it just, the more that I, you know, the second time around you'd notice like this story makes no fucking sense. It makes zero sense. And the boob lady, Adrian Barbeau, Barbeau boobies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jackie's coming with today. Oh, boobies. I guess it is an Adrian Barbeau movie, which it's pretty much not. You know, I mean, you're hey. like, whoa, hi. Hello. Yeah, there's a lot of running scenes mm-hmm. where you're just like, no bra. She gets them out. Uh, yes, yeah, she does. Which is a very rare thing. And mm-hmm. why for this one? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you would think that this would be the one, uh, even like content wise, like if you're going to have any audience to this, you'd think it would be the children. You probably shouldn't have Adrian Barbeau's knocker swinging all over the place, right? 1982's moms. Yeah. I mean, oh. freaking Tipper Gore's throwing her. Of shit fit over this movie. Probably. But at the same time, Swamp Thing wasn't really a kid's comic. No, no. It was written by Alan Moore, of course. And the uh, the Vertigo adult line of comics is basically born out of the spinoffs of Swamp Thing. Right, right, right. Like right. Uh, John Constantine, Hellblazer, and all mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So Watchmen. Watchmen, yeah. Uh, well, he, they, Watchmen weren't involved in Swamp Thing, whereas John Constantine is actually a Swamp Thing spinoff character. Oh, there you go. Yes. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else, Sam? Well, Dick Durock. Dick Durock. Was the first person to reprise he, his role he's the, as a uh, DC character. He's the, uh, uh, he's the stunt fourth man. role that... Uh, oh, fuck. I already fucked up my own joke. What, what's his name? The stupid guy from Captain America. Peyton Manning? No, not Peyton Manning. The other one before Peyton Manning. Uh... Space Mutiny. Oh, uh, uh, Red Brown. Yeah, Red Brown. That's one of Bre- Red Brown's favorite uh, characters that he ever played in history. I'm Dick Durock. Space that was a scientist. Really... <laughs> and, Red and Brown lover. as Dick Durock as Swamp <laughs> Thing. What? Oh, you mean Dick Durock was an actor. Dick Durock's the stuntman. Okay, all right. So originally Ray, Rice, Ray Weiss was supposed to do the close-ups in uh-huh. the suit. Right. But they're like, wow, he doesn't look anything like this other guy. Right. Who's like a foot and a half taller than him. Right. So, duh. Right. I just don't know why that you couldn't have lined that up a little bit better. Like, very strange. Or why you thought that they were going to be similar in the first place. Like, size-wise? 
or looking at all. Like you yeah. looked at the two of them and were like, these guys are polar. These guys are totally going to look like each other. It's, no, they're not. Swamp Thing is clearly Ray Weiss from the beginning of the movie, right, audience? Well, yeah, you know that, but then you look at him and you're like, no. So, I didn't notice that at all. Oh, okay, all right. Jackie's in well, the uh, sure. non-noticing shit camp, all right? Uh, the other things that sort of stand out is that it just, just feels like a budget movie when it's not supposed to be. Very much so. And one of the things that really, and I want to praise the guy for being great, but Harry Manfredini, if you have him do the music, mm-hmm. you just know it's a budget movie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I can't tell the difference between this and the soundtrack to Friday the 13th Part 2. Isn't it like the same almost? Hey, other than there's a lot more love themes in this one. There is, yeah. yeah. It's like a, on Walden again. Uh-huh. Uh, Jackie, let's cut to you. Uh, you get to talk about costumes. Uh, you know what? Have the whole board. I was going to say just talk about the uh, uh, things that uh, monsters are wearing in this, but uh, if you want to talk about Adrian Barbeau's boobs more, I'm fine with that too. I loved her dress at the end. I thought that was really cool. Okay. And the rest of it, yeah, they looked like normal people. And why the military personnel have to have pants that go all the way up above their belly button and their shirts tucked hey, in. I gave you two options, and high pants is not one of the options. There's one costume in particular that sticks out. <laughs> I would say maybe, three. <laughs> maybe not for its great appearance on screen. Yeah. The Talk wh- about Swamp Thing, Jackie. I was getting there, okay. you two. We don't want to hear about the fucking Commando's pants. Fat Commando. <laughs> fat Commando. We'll talk, we'll talk plenty about Fat Commando later. But, uh, yeah, and then the costume. Well, for the Swamp Thing. Well, um, the mouth moved. Uh, yep, yep, it did move. The, uh, one, the one part that was makeup. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Uh, oh. It was so awful. It was just, it's, it, I don't want to throw it completely under the bus. It didn't look. Why? Why would you it's not want just to? just a rubber suit. It's yeah, just it's, a, it's rubber a rubber suit. suit yeah. And then they put some green back hair on it. Like, there's a <laughs> slew of budget Bigfoot movies in the 70s that have better costumes. Like that fucking Patterson film with the guy in the fucking chimp suit looks better than Swamp Thing. Yeah, and when I read about the thing where, you know, oh, they're not both working in the costume, I think the one thing that really didn't work is that when Ray Weiss put it on, the arms were a foot and a half too long, <laughs> and he just would fall over a lot. Like, I can't do it, guys. I'm not as big as this. Because it's too big for the big guy. It's too big for the big guy. It's too big for the big guy. You see the rubber constantly creasing over itself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The hands are too big. It's just got to be awful. Yeah, and I bet you it's... You know what? It's swampy inside of there, I yeah. bet. <laughs> Yeah, I would that. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, just flashback a couple weeks ago when we we're talking about how bad Bigfoot's dick smells and Meatloaf's dick. Uh, I bet you uh, Dick DeRock's uh, junk was quite pungent. DeRock's dick? DeRock di- dick. DeRock's dick. DeRock. Because uh, not, not to mention it's just a big rubber suit with... Uh, you know, some some room inside of it, and it's one thing when you're when you when you're wearing a, a very skin tight suit. Yeah, sure, sure, you're gonna have stinky junk, but when you have a loose suit and then you're walking around inside of the swamp, it's gonna get swamp inside of the swampy crotch. Yeah, let's just call this suit what it is. It but, looks like a giant veiny dick. 
Yeah, it's a green giant veiny dick. Yep, yeah. Pretty much. It's not even good looking for a green veiny dick. <laughs> no. It's bad. It's a, this is one of the worst rubber suits I've ever seen. Uh, it's unfathomable. It's weird because you look at, you know, eight years later, say what you will about uh, the Fantastic Four being crap, but at least the things cost and makeup was way better than this. Right. This is just a guy in a rubber suit. Right. That's not even the right size. Nope. In something that it should be, like, the men in ties are thinking, dude, we just got done with Superman. It fucking killed it. We're on to Superman 2 now. Let's start making more DC characters, right? Because that'll work. I mean, you know, we'll get to Batman here in a few years, but sure. uh, we need Danny Elfman to grow up a little bit. And uh, uh, then you go, well, here's $30,000 to make this. Or two point five million. Two point five million dollars. And then you see the dailies, and you're like, "Dude, cut it." That's the other thing that really sort of strikes me when I watch this is that this shit didn't even cut together right. No, like there's bad cuts all over. They couldn't even shuffle the thing together when it was done. Come on, they got they, wipes everywhere. They, yeah, they put like swamp stuff and like this the star thing that yeah blows star out. wipes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was very PowerPointy. It is very PowerPointy. And wipes have only worked one time in history that being used that much. And it was made by somebody else. Uh, I just don't know. He's not known for his wipes. No, it just didn't cut together. They they didn't cut it together. So they just wiped everything. They had to use transition. They had to use transitions because it wouldn't cut. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I also want to talk about. The warthog. Yeah. Well, should we talk about the warthog now, or should we? No, talk about we the, should yeah. wait. Okay, let's wait on the warthog. Um. Yeah. There's a warthog. Anything else, guys? The second one's a lot better. Okay, we'll get to that at some point as well. Um. Because Swamp Thing makes jokes in the second one. Yeah. Well, it's a Wernerski film. We got it. Yeah. We, yeah. We're gonna hit that. Ready? Set. Go. Uh. Start the movie off with, of course, the swamp. This, I guess, this is supposed to be like Florida or where. I believe Swamp Thing is set in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. This, however, is shot in South Carolina. Okay, it's very swampy. It's like very swampy. Not just a uh, like uh, like uh, hard target swampy. This is like three or four foot deep swamp. It's a swamp that you're in. Like I don't want to be in that water ever. Yeah, who signed up for this movie and goes, "This is going to be great. I'm going to spend six months out in the swamp." Like, how do you, how do you, like, say you're making this movie and you've lined up all the principles and you're like, "Here's our location. It looks fucking great, right, guys?" And then they're like, "All right, now everybody get in the water." How do you like do prevention of dysentery or say gator attack? They probably shot it on the verge of winter. To oh, avoid yeah. most of those things. Yeah. So instead, everybody's just fucking freezing to death. Okay. All right. That also sounds sucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is... I don't... I could not have done it. No. No. Working in the swamp would... I mean, it's one thing when you're a swamp person, but... Gee. Yeah. Just being damp and wet all the time, and you could probably never get dry, right? Because the humidity in the air... Well, unless and, it's, uh, According to Sam's theory, it would just freeze to you. It'd just be, it wouldn't even freeze you. It would just be god-awful uncomfortable because it's not freezing. It's just 50 degrees and you're in the water. Mm-hmm. Got to be unpleasant. 
Yeah. And I would be so fucking terrified of snakes. Oh, right. I mean, that's what I'm like. Do they like fence areas off with like nets? Like, well, no snakes or crocs are going to come in here. Not that crocs live there, but uh, you know you know what I mean? Like, how do they do that? How did they deal with the wildlife? God yeah. knows. Yeah. It's just, huh. Adrian Barbo, get in there. No. Uh-uh. Well, I think one guy just would put the snakes in his pockets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> My pants are full of snakes. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's use that. Um, so anyways, they're in the swamp and a chopper comes in and Adrian Barbo is inside. She is a scientist of some degree. I can't. I thought she was like with the CIA. Uh, I thought she was a technical person. Like she was there to fix the. She's IT. Equipment. Yeah. Yeah. She's IT for the CIA. I, I don't know. know. I don't either. For Washington, D.C. IT people. Right. Alice Cable, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's not. Uh, Agent Cable. Agent Cable. I thought it was her code name. I was like, what a blossoming love you have. You're <laughs> calling her by her code name. So she's her code name is. She doesn't have a code name. Well, OK. Either way, whatever. I don't know what she's doing. She's flying in because she's replacing a guy on this uh, scientific uh, discovery zone or whatever, where science is taking place sure. in, the, in the swamp, who her replacement was eaten by an alligator while bit. he was fixing a sensor. Just bit by it. Okay. All right. He was fine. He got into the helicopter when she was getting out. I'm done with this swamp. And he didn't like, look I'll like go. he had a real problem other than his butt was wet. <laughs> Like, look, I got bit by a gator. I don't know. It looks like he just has wet butt, which I don't like either. But never been getting by, been bitten by a gator, but I've gotten the wet butt before. And I don't like it. Well, I mean, if you're in the swamp, you kind of have to expect a wet butt, right? You know? Yuck. I saw no toilet facilities either. No, there's no uh, nothing of that nature. Well, it's the swamp. You just, you know. Just because it's a swamp doesn't mean you poop in it. The yeah, animals it. poop in it. It's filled with poop. You're People- walking in poop. Poop water. Huh. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about a gator who, uh, uh, according to the story, took a big jump out, chunk out of a man. I mean, where's where's he going to shit? Is he going to climb up into a tree and be like, oh, this is where I gators poop? No, he poops in the water. I, think, I thought he went to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, Georgia. So they land. They exchange. Uh, she's like, okay, I'm here to do science or fix stuff. I'm not real sure. Uh, but meanwhile, there's commandos in the swamp as well yeah there's commandos one of them is an italian punk rock bass player Mm -hmm. and the other one's a fat guy (laughs) so we got a fat commando and a guy who should be in a band but he sucks like lover boy you mean yeah with a huge nose the the shimones the shimones he's like in a ramones (laughs) wannabe band and he's the guy that has a snake in his pocket (laughs) i got a snake in my pocket keeps a a cotton mouth in his front pocket in case he needs to kill somebody with it. And he lets that snake bite the guy in the face and then lets him bite him in the balls. Yeah, there's just some scientists wandering around. See, this is actually the guy that is supposed to be in charge. I had to it took me a long time to put this together. Oh, this is Rickett or whatever. Whatever his name the is. guy's name is that the okay. Lewis oh. what's his face is pretending to be. So well he's just out wandering around and finds these commandos and they're like Hey, gotcha, and give him snake venom. 
He's like, we're going to kill you with this snake. That I have in my pocket. That I have in my pocket. It doesn't bite me. It's, uh, I've got uh, lead-lined pockets. It didn't even, like, bite him when he reached his hand in there. No! It doesn't make any sense! You can't pull a snake out of your pocket and use it to kill somebody. He stuffs the snake right into this guy's dong. After he dumps it in his face, which he doesn't watch enough porn. He always go with the wiener and then in the mouth. He stuffs this snake right into this guy's dong. But this whole time he's in, the snake's in the pocket. There's a dong right next to him. Why didn't he bite that dinger? And nobody was squeezing him. <laughs> oh, that's how you get a snake to bite. He's you squish him. Yep. You huh. just squeeze him. Really. Bite him, snake. So it's, squeeze him. <laughs> it's like a snake gun. You just That's how you shoot it. Boy. Yeah. Snake gun, snake gun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the song you sing when you do it. David Coverdale the whole time was like, yeah, I got a snake in my pocket, too. He sings Snake Dong, and then the police come and take him away. <laughs> Tony Katane's like, thank God. Oh, not again. <sighs> so glad. Um, yeah, all right. Snake in a pocket. Uh, bites a guy. I guess he's dead. Um, Adrian Barbo goes to the Science HQ, and she meets the crew, and of course everybody's like, what's a lady doing here? This is 1982. You even can barely though, vote. Even though there's a lady already there. There's already a scientific <laughs> lady there. <laughs> uh-huh. We can't have too many of these scientific women coming to this camp. It'll ruin it. Who's? She seems less, A, not as uh, scientifically prepared as uh, Adrian Barbeau because there's some dialogue where, like, to introduce Adrian Barbeau, she comes in and she's like, oh, well, we just need to flip, flip the uh, the RAM converter sure. over on the GRBH226 uh, uh, science laser. And the guy's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Meanwhile, the other lady is just the head scientist's sister. Like, she, I don't even know if she does science. She does. He said that she has an IQ... Longer than a phone number. And that she does all of the maths associated with his projects. Oh. I wonder if you're just calling the, your voicemail. Isn't that just pound? <laughs> calling your voicemail. <laughs> That's only one number. Actually, excuse me. I forgot to call my voicemail today. I'll be right back. To correct you both, he says directly, and I quote, she's got an IQ like a phone number not as long as a phone number like a phone number so it's on the it's on the stall of a bathroom right uh i didn't realize that phone numbers were known for their intelligence quotient sure uh but anyways um so she comes in there and she's like there's a sensor out on sensor three sure and nobody really cares like oh whatever whatever your job is or wherever you came from lady we don't pay attention to you go meet the head scientist so she meets Ray Wise, who's this guy named Alan Holland? Alec. Alec, Alec Holland? Alec. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's inside with his sister uh, in the science facility, hovering over a bucket of goop, uh, and inside is a possum that he's drowning. Sure. That possum's been in that goop for like four minutes while they have introduction dialogue. Well, they're looking for it. It's dead. It doesn't matter if they're looking for it or not. It's a dead possum. It seems like it's okay when they pull it out. So yeah, it, they hiss at, it hisses at him. Right. How long was that possum under that fucking stuff? Eh, not that long. I Pretty thought, long. I thought that their tails fell off. When they are underwater. Drowning? <laughs> Little known scientific fact. If you drown a possum, its tail will come off. It, it uh, takes its tail off and then uses it like a ninja bamboo stick so it can breathe underwater. It's hollow. 
No, I thought that possums were like lizards. No, they you just... grab them by the tail, then the tail will fall off and uh-uh. grow back. Not even close. Nope. Oh, they have a prehensile tail though. Uh, Jackie, uh, do you believe that uh, por- porcupines can shoot their quills? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. She's she is not going to the science. No. Uh, possums do pretend to be dead if they're scared. That's why play possum. Thanks for. Uh, Putting that all together, Sam. I mean, that was very Alex Trebekian of you. <laughs> I'm not an animal. <laughs> I'm not an animal person, okay? I, I like dogs. I heard that honey badgers can get stung, though, by, like, a snake. And they don't care. Snakes sting people? They bite them. Or animals? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, and you guys we are should, both. We should move along. Are you guys crocked today or something? Crocked. I have a cold, so I have an excuse. Um, I have... A second butthole. Oh. Uh, I had to have a mole removed, and I have a gap in my butt. Well, that makes you talk like an idiot, I guess. Um, I'm also very hungover. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm cutting you guys off, and I'm just going to be the one that makes all the jokes. Um, so he's like, good, good. Good to see you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, help me with this. Help me with that. Uh, also, um... I think you're hot, and it's because of science, and I'm going to uh, declare that we should bang because it's just science. And she's like, ugh, whatever. Okay, but I kind of liked it. Well, she thinks that they're they're married, him and his sister. Right. So she's, like, trying to do the right thing. What is South Carolina? Yeah, you know, in the swamp. I mean, let's not cut those Charleston people into, you know, some sort of different class of human being, but the swampers from South Carolina. Sure, 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 sure. You know, Appalachia's right right over there too. Sort you, of. You get you, the the moonshiners deliver their uh their hooch to uh the swampers and then the swampers are like, here, take my wife, please. <laughs> wow. I think let you are you do the jokes. <laughs> hey, I'm telling red buttons jokes at least. Red buttons <laughs> They are jokes. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are just talking nonsense about buttholes. Um, so he's like, yeah, come on. Let's go check out that sensor you were uh, talking about that nobody paid attention to. And so they take a nice little boat trip after she changes her clothes um, and uh, find that it's been ruined, like, uh, inside of its... <laughs> So they open it up. is uh, torn apart parts. Yeah, they open it up, and she's like, none of this shit's plugged in. So they just huck it into the swamp. Yeah, it's trash now. Well, I'm now beginning to doubt her IT skills. Yeah. Doubting his science skills, too. He's just there to get laid. Yeah, right, right, right. Meanwhile, you know she parties because she put on a Hawaiian shirt to go out into the swamp. (laughs) Yeah, this shirt haunts me the entire movie. Why? You don't like Hawaiian it's shirts? Really, it's an ugly one. It's pretty bad. Well, not only that, but she's running for her life huh? and trying to hide from these people. And she's got a bright red fucking shirt Where on. Where could she be? Yeah. I, maybe maybe she. it's like she's colorblind and she thinks it's camo, but it's really just a bright red shirt. <laughs> she's know. just taking a page from Chuck Norris's hiding book. Which is what? Like in Eye for an Eye when he's hiding outside wearing a red sweater Mm -hmm. and in plain sight. Yeah. He doesn't need to hide. He's Chuck Norris. Yeah, well, she's not. Uh, Upon return, she gets yelled at for uh, taking him on a boat adventure. And like, 
hey, we're supposed to be protecting this guy, and you took her, you took him out in the woods to bang him without uh, any protection. I brought condoms. Uh, and this is the '80s, Justin. Oh, Go they didn't have those. Yeah. yeah, right. But they hear like explosions or shots coming from inside the the science facility, so they run inside, and uh, the sister's in there, and she's made green neon green gack essentially. It looks like it's just the shit from inside of a glow stick, mm-hmm. but right. it makes, but it, it blows up. Yeah. Now. Yeah. They got this stuff off the back of the possum. And then in like an hour, she makes it into this new thing. Yeah. So I think that she actually does all the science. Man, and he doesn't do okay, any of yeah, it. It seems like she did all the science. Well, you know, she's just tired of trying to drown possums. Right. Like, uh. and their tails don't fall off. She's <laughs> terribly disappointed. <laughs> And she was like, one of these days, that possum's tail is going to fall off. And she's, she's like, like you grow. I got the tail out of this one, but it doesn't seem to be growing back. She's like just trying to stick it back yeah. on there with a paper clip. One, See, it's, it's science. There's just a guy that's not even a scientist. like, yeah, those don't grow back. <laughs> that, that possum's going to die now. Thank you. Um, yeah, Is she going to eat that? She's... <laughs> she's, she's made essentially a new form of dynamite. Uh, off of possum goo, and uh, she chucked it at the floor, and it explodes all over the floor. And they're like, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" So he reveals to Adrian Barbo that this is all part of the plan. They finally cracked the code. What they've been trying to do is combine combine animal and plant DNA so that plants gain the uh, animalistic survival instinct, sure, and therefore can survive in harsh conditions. Yeah. Uh, that sounds completely sciencey. Right. He's, they're also going to, you know, um, stop world hunger. Yeah. Right, right, right. He's yeah, like, they're... we've done this, so there's no reason for the movie Interstellar to exist now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, screw you, Interstellar. Thank you, but they made it anyway. Sorry. And it sucked. Somebody right now is like, Interstellar's the greatest. And I'm like, you are the worst. Um, so he runs over to where the explosions were on the floor and finds that uh, the the floor, the wood floor has sprung branches. And so, every, like, it's growth accelerant, too, I guess? Sure. Or, like, reanimating the dead of plants? I'm going to say with reanimating, there's got to be that reanimation option, right? Because the, the boards are not living things anymore. No, they're cut into the floor. Yeah. So I'm going to go with reanimation. Okay, well, I think that's a plot point that uh, really isn't uh, too well flushed out. I mean, it kind of is, but uh, hmm. Um, so they're like, "Woohoo! Let's party! We've we've solved everything." And that's when they're attacked by Cabantos. Yeah, 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 yeah. The gorillas come in. They've invaded. They're storming the place, and Adrian Barbo's kind of kicking ass. She's doing pretty good against these guys. Yeah, she kills some of them. Yeah, she just picks up a fucking gun and starts going to town. <laughs> she poked their eyes out with her nipples. <laughs> nope, not funny. That's <laughs> like not even. It's like five year old awkwardly funny. <laughs> it's a, it's but then a guy dumb. came with his wiener. Yeah. It was a real showdown. <laughs> And then another guy, they fought with each other's wings. And they sword, sword fought, fought, but it wasn't gay because nobody came. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackie, stop. It's not. You look, try to tell a funny joke every now and then. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, 
it's not enough ask that she kicks. They still storm the inside and uh, they break into the lab via her hand. And it turns out that the guy that they thought was there to protect them this whole time was actually the arch villain Arcane, who is revealed a... after a very bad cut where it looks like yeah. the mask got stuck on the other guy's face. Right. Uh, he Arcane is a rich mega corporation owner, I think. He's a guy who has a nice house that floats above a swamp. Uh, and an army. Well, he, he has like eight commandos. Right. It's not really an army. What's he? What's his deal? Because he wants to steal this stuff. He wants yeah. to steal the formula, but like... What? And world domination. Okay. So he's just a Bond villain without a plan. Yeah. Well, his plan is to make people pay for food. Right, right, right. But A, how do I acquire this stuff? B, once I get it, what do I do with it? C, what's my delivery method of, of taking over the world? He's seriously an underpants gnome. It's step one, underpants. Step two. No, the underpants. Step three, profit. Gnomes have steps. He, I don't want to cut to the end and spoil or anything. Whatever he says he's going to do with uh-huh. this stuff, when he gets to the end, he's like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to drink it and see what happens. Right. I mean, it's, and, and then take over the world? How do you take over the world? Like, what's between? Where does he even get the money? I, he's just like a guy who has a girlfriend, and he has magic powers. Okay. Because he can appear anywhere. Right, right. <laughs> Throughout this movie, he just, like, shows up, and you're like, is your house next to everything in this movie? It seems like it. Like, he's or, not far from the swamp. I think that everything in this movie is happening in his yard. And I'm not even sure that he has a, <laughs> if he has a house. I think he might have a castle. It's just a two-story. It's like a three-story house. No, he has a dungeon. In the swamp. In the swamp. You can't have a dungeon in a house. You have to have, like, a castle, a mansion sure. at least. But you obviously can't have one where the groundwater is higher than the ground. No, you can't. Uh, no, it's... It's one of those sky castles. It's a floats above. Howl's yeah. moving castle in the sky. Yeah, right. Right, there you go. I don't know Only what that it's... reference is, but uh, I like it. Yeah, it's, well, it's a movie. It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the... I'm going to tell you what the name of that movie is, and it's fuck you. It's called Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> in the sky? <laughs> no, it's in the sky. The movie's just called Howl's Moving Castle. Oh. Anyway, um, is this a cartoon? Yeah, it was a children's movie. Yeah. Anyway, um... Yeah, he's got a magic house and he's a magic guy, but if he gets this magic sauce, <laughs> bang. He's going to have killer burrito. No, bang. That's it. That's. I'm going to get the stuff. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what after the bang? No, there's nothing after the bang. The world, bang is the world thing. World domination is after the bang. No, it's just bang. <laughs> he's got it. Oh, it. Whatever it is. I, wow. Hmm. Um, so he they break in. He reveals himself and he's like, he is like laying it on thick he's as is it scaramanga that he plays in uh no scaramanga is christopher lee yeah 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 yeah. i can't remember his character's name in octopusy but uh man is he like i'm over the top but he's saying things that don't really have anything to do with anything you would understand if you were a super genius sam i guess everyone else in the movie is just falling asleep right <laughs> like yeah. he's monologuing to death and i about nothing i am already allergic to half of the shit in this swamp so i took two benadryl and he's not helping anything <laughs> uh it, it, the sister's like fuck this i'm out of here this is dumb run away but she gets shot she's dead yeah uh and uh holland's like well fuck god damn it and he grabs his own formula 
and then kind of trips. And then falls down and explodes. He explodes. the. F- he's the delivery vehicle for the formula ex- explosions. Yeah, and then he catches on fire, and he runs out, and everybody's like, okay, let's just follow him so we can see what's happening. What's that guy up to? And so he stumbles out the door on fire, gets on fire more, and then jumps into the <laughs> swamp and starts blowing off a lot of fireworks. Right, right, right. Like, Underwater fireworks. It was like five minutes. Yeah. Of him exploding. Yeah, in the background. The, yeah. Like, they totally cut to something else and just had the sound effect going yeah, still. Like, they're like, all right. What's going to happen? And the guy's like, well, there's going to be a couple more pops. Then he's going to whistle really loud for a while. <laughs> and then there'll be a really large golden fountain. And I think that's going to be the end of it. And a very long uh, ash carbon snake. Um. So the Mercs destroy the whole lab. They they steal the notes, except for one, because Adrian Barbeau has taken his most important journal and hidden it uh, under a rock. Um, they take her. This is also the scene where Fat Commando uh-huh. understands the love of families. Yeah, right. And he finds the doctor lady's locket uh-huh. of her and her brother. And he puts it on the tree that's growing out of the death. And he's like, here you go, family love. Here is a new beginning brought to you by Fat Commando Guy. (laughs) (laughs) I never questioned that it was weird that uh, a brother and sister combo have a locket with their pictures in it. That's they're adults. And they Mm. live together. So it's not like she's going to miss him. When I'm thinking of you, I open this up like I've been here for like six years. There's this this hut that we live in is literally yeah. a hundred square foot. You can't miss me. You're just <laughs> in a sleeping bag on top of my sleeping bag. We don't even have bathrooms here. We have to poop in the swamp together. Yeah. So you know. Did anybody else think that it was weird that she had a picture of herself? Yeah. Who yeah. puts a picture of themselves in the locket? Like right? I love myself. Yeah. I only have I have two pictures of myself in the locket. So I can open it up and be like, oh, look at me. Oh, look. Me. <laughs> me times two. <laughs> I'm really missing myself right now. Um, so they take Adrian Barbo out to the swamp because they're going to drown her. And, like, I think he's insinuating rape, but it doesn't seem like he's very interested in it because he's the guy that's throwing all these, like, innuendos possibly sure. is the guy that tosses her in the water and starts trying to drown her. Yeah. But it's like, I'm going to teach you how to swim, lady. <laughs> And then he throws her in there, yeah. and then oh, swamp thing, swamp thing. Yeah, it, I I can't even describe the first reveal of swamp thing. He just starts tearing into these guys pretty good, sort of. Well, they're getting their ass kicked. I mean, he throws people out of boats <laughs> for about the next thirty minutes. Swamp thing's action is. He tosses them out of boats, uh-huh. and then they just get back in the boat, right. and then he tosses them out of the boat again, and then they just get back in the boat. You're like, this is counterproductive. <laughs> Nothing is happening here, Swamp Thing. It's King of the Hill. King of the Swamp. Well, and how, how many times did she get recaptured? Nabbed. She gets nabbed a lot. That became super annoying for me. Oh, hey, they got her again. They got her again. <laughs> Meanwhile, I think they're still, like, the whole time this is happening, they're inside the fence of this guy's yard. Right. So they've <laughs> really been captured the entire time. <laughs> so uh, Swamp Thing gets her away, and he just kind of wanders off, sort of. But they're like, well, what the fuck was that? We got to hunt him and her down now. Uh, so they start, you know, stalking him. And Swamp Thing takes out, like, four of the dudes. And then just, uh, 
they split up and they don't like they just go their separate ways swamp yeah. thing and uh the mercs and adrian barbeau like we've had enough of this that guy keeps throwing us out of the boats right and swamp thing's like every time i throw these guys out of the boat they just get back in the boat i give up yeah that's all we can do is get in the boat and get out of the boat get out of there oh, all right <sighs> so she goes to the gas station right meets jude who's a precocious little scamp who uh, is also very enterprising because he owns a gas station. He owns a gas station at the age of uh, 10. 12, maybe. Yeah, good job there, yeah. Jude. It's not a nice gas station, but hey, it's more gas station I, than I own. When I was, I wouldn't have done this good. <laughs> so uh, she's like, I need to use your phone, uh, little dude. And he's like, all right, fine. Uh, he's pretty funny. He says some funny stuff. It doesn't, none of it's uh, uh, remarkable enough for the podcast, but uh, I like his character. And uh, she calls... She calls the operator and is like, connect me to Washington. And the operator's like, hold, please. And then reroutes her call to into Arcane's guy. limo, implying that the operator of AT&T works for Arcane. Or the CIA has been so duped that they don't know. But meanwhile... What do you mean they don't know? The, the guy, the Ritter, is actually Arcane. His phone number, like... Yeah, he's got it rerouted through there. He got bit in the dick by a snake. And during that time, Arcane has assumed his yes. life, which his life involved a limo with a phone in it. Well, they just rerouted it to Arcane's limo. Yeah, he put on the mask and then he was like, yeah, it's me. I need to change my personal information. Because at some point in time, I need to keep this going where people are going to call me. Yeah, because somebody that's escaped me somehow because she's so stupid i told her i killed ritter right. and i've assumed his identity uh-huh. and she's like let me talk to Ritter." and he's like hi i'm ritter again Hello. and she's like okay here's what's happening ritter she's like okay thanks remember when i told you that i killed ritter and pretended to be him that was like three minutes ago Yeah, just in the film uh, yeah, she tells him that she's got the journal. She knows where it's at. And so he's like, all right, turn this bitch around. And he heads back towards where she's at because I guess there's a trace on the line as well. And so he knows like, oh, she's at the gas station where Jude works. She did say she was at the gas station yeah. where Jude works. Okay. But I don't know. It's the why. only gas station on his property. It's so. the only one that's <laughs> in his he backyard. Actually owns the gas station and Jude works for him. Right. <laughs> that's actually where the fortune comes from is that gas station yeah to himself and his mercs he sells yeah, his own gas to like, himself and his mercs mm-hmm. <laughs> this entire operation that is well he sells cigarettes out of there too to himself and his mercs he doesn't smoke everybody else does <laughs> <laughs> got him he does smoke there's a whole scene where he's standing there with a lit cigarette oh that's right yeah he's, he's yeah there's no profit here <laughs> the gas station's going bankrupt yeah. he's just buying in bulk so he can get a better discount from himself from himself <laughs> Yes, this is a fantastic plan and very diabolical. And about as good as his mega plan of taking over the world. No, his mega plan is bang. Yeah. Um, So they pull up and they go to get her, but she runs away into the forest and they try to chase her down, uh, not on foot. She's on foot, but they're in a freaking blazer. They try to run her over a bunch and uh, lots of yelling and screaming. But uh, then Swamp Thing shows up, does the run him down, but he's stronger than cars. He just shows up 
and stands there, and they run into him, and it stops them. And it's no, there's no. I thought he to gave the truck. the truck a hug. He did. He, he, He's, yeah, right. he like stops the truck by giving it a hug, and then he pulls the roof off of the truck, <laughs> and then the roof of the truck decides to fly away on its own behalf. I'm done. I love like, that. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, he fucks their shit up. Uh, he just throws them out of the truck. Right. And then they just get back in it. And he wanders off. Yeah. <sighs> well, Jude shows up and he's like, hey, Adrian Barbeau, um, about uh, about the first impression I saw of you. Um, let's take you back to this cabin that's not in the film so you can change. And I guess we'll stay the night there, just you and me, because uh, that's where they're headed. But that's not in the film. But the next time we see her, she has changed her clothes. Yeah. Which means that Jude... The mom has fit the same size as he sells hot lady clothes at the gas station. <laughs> Cigarettes, hot lady clothes, jerky, jerky to uh, uh, mercenaries, fishing supplies and night crawlers <laughs> to mercenaries, to mercenaries <laughs> to work for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the fat, the fat commando likes to put on ladies clothes. <laughs> he also likes his own business. So Adrian Barbeau wanders back to, uh, the burned up lab and inside is a uh, swamp thing. He's sad because he finds the locket and he's like, my sister, this should have had a scene with him. And then like a dissolve into the top corner of fat commando going, yes, I understand your love of family. <laughs> your sister likes herself a little bit too much though. Cause she put herself in the locket and you as well, even though you're whatever. Um. Yeah. And now, he, then he goes to the science, oh, like the boy. leftover beakers and stuff that are on his shelf, and he tries to pick them up. But I guess he's so strong that he crushes them, and so he's like, "I can't do science." And, and then, he goes, ah, yeah. <laughs> science lost <laughs> the anguish. He's not. He's not dejected that he's more tree now than man. Yeah. He's like, I crush beakers with yeah. my bare hands. Like, I'm thinking you could probably give her a couple more tries and learn how to squeeze <laughs> that. If you remember the science, you'll be able to do it still. I just, can't do science. Just don't squeeze so hard next time, maybe. What about that thing where you're a tree man? Oh, that that's not a big deal. It's the science. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a wiener. Anymore. No, he does not. He's got a rubber Ken spot. He doesn't even have that much shit on him. He's just a rubber suit. <laughs> a veiny rubber suit. There's really only like one vein. It's mostly just a rubber suit. It's like he's going to kill some termites later. <laughs> uh, or make meth. Um, so she snags the journal and gets away with Jude in the boat. And uh, the mercs spot her. And they're like, hey, let's get her. And they see Swamp Thing coming as well. So they start like fucking his shit up they're like calling the reinforcements and these fan boats dudes show up and try to mow him down but he crashes their first boat but then there's other boats that have grenades and they're chucking grenades and they're shooting at him with machine guns uh, they throw grenades like one guy throws a grenade like eight feet right doesn't make it even halfway to swamp thing swamp thing pulls his normal maneuver where he throws guys out of the boat uh-huh. but then he he has a wild card for him he starts driving the boat, which he right. didn't do the first time, and they right. weren't ready for it this time. So now there's Swamp Thing's got a boat, and other guys have a boat, and they all jump out of the boats, so the boats can hit each other and blow up. And nothing happens. 
end scene. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of that whole fight scene. Cut to Arcane with his shirt off. <laughs> he's in the swamp now, too, and you're like, where did you come from? What are you doing I, I'm here? everywhere. And he's just monologuing still. Yeah. With his shirt off. And this was just a poor choice. He was nothing to look at. No, he's a very skinny out of shape. He's, he's, he's a skinny a, old guy. He's got a comedy body. He does have the comedy body, and it didn't help that he had his pants pulled up to nearly his armpits. Right, and he's like... He's like, I have a shirt, my shirt's off, but you probably don't notice because my pants are still covering up my upper body. He, uh, He's playing a game of chess. Oh, yeah. He's four that's, moves ahead of us. That's what he's saying, but you just <laughs> saw what happened, and there wasn't any chess game involved there. It was just nonsense. It was, yeah, the one of the least strategic fights I've ever seen that didn't end with any results. Uh, we must take his queen from his bishop and... Uh, oh, he's a, we'll take the knights and reveal his queen. Right. Which doesn't make sense. Right. No. So, Adrian Barbeau's like, okay, this thing's getting pretty weird. Um, kid, take this journal to Washington. He can't do that. Uh, Why are you not on the way to Washington right now? I, because I have to help. Help what? I don't know. Yeah, but one thing, he just jumped out of a boat and ran the boat into another boat. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't need any help. But like in the in the scene where she goes back to get the journal, she sees him in there. Right. And she's like, not my fucking problem. We got to get this journal to Washington. Yeah. And can we just talk about this boat? The What boat? The Regina Savannah. Uh, the Regina Savannah. It's spelled wrong. It's Savannah. <laughs> they put an extra N in there somewhere. You're talking about Jude's boat. Jude's boat. Yeah, yeah okay. it's called the Regina Savannah. It's written on the side it's of the boat. It's just a little tiny boat. So, rowboat. The front of this boat has a um, African American doll with a white frilly dress and then a bunch of flowers sticking out the back of the dress. Okay. It just looks like a dress with flowers coming out of it. No, because in one shot, you can clearly see the, the doll head. Oh. Okay. Who does that? Swamp people. Why not? I'm. I had a. The, it's the same thing as having the hula dancer on your dashboard, really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're a swamp person. That's your primary mode of transportation. Why wouldn't you do that? It's I creepy. Would do weird shit well, if I had a boat. You're a swamp person, Jackie. You live in a swamp owned by a man who has a floating sky castle. And superpowers, and you work for him at a gas station where you sell cigarettes to mercenaries that work for him. And, uh, you know, so if you're into having a little masthead on your uh, shitty little Livingston boat, you know, so be it. What's the difference between that and dice hanging from the rear view? Nothing. Whatever, you two. It's <laughs> fucking creepy. Okay. Um, so, anyways. So he, yeah, she gives him the journal. I was like, get this thing out of here. He's like, what are you going to do? She's like, I got to go help. Okay. See you later. She turns, walk four feet and you hear Jude go, help. (laughs) You hear Jude go, Hey, I'm dead now. I'm dead now. You're like, what? They just killed that kid. And And she like walks back there and she's like, huh? Yeah, he's dead. And then she doesn't help. Right. Anything. Nothing. And then Swamp Thing comes and gives the kid brings the kid back to life right so i guess he does have the the formula does give restorative life generating powers to dead things sure so so i think that was just a vehicle to get so that you would know know what 
that he's got regenerative powers. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. It is, because she doesn't help anything, and he just dies for no reason. Right. By <laughs> by no one's hand. By no one's hand. Yeah, there's nobody there. Right. He fell to death. Uh, help me. Ow! I landed on this doll thing on the front I, of my boat. I landed on this scientific journal, and now I'm dead. <laughs> Paper cuts. So he gives the journal to Swamp Thing, and Swamp Thing's like, what am I going to do with it? I can't do science, kid. He smells it. Yeah. <laughs> a few uh, times. He's like, science. What is, why are you smelling that swamp thing? So the Merc leader tries to deliver Adrian Barbeau to Arcane by taking like a, it seems like they're on a, like a houseboat or something. I don't well, know. They got an Arcane's boat now. Yeah. But it's she- not that nice for a guy who's. It, it seems to be the kind of boat a guy on a gas station would have, actually. Right, or, or yeah. Bond uh, villain? No. No. And it's small. It's just a mad boat. Yeah. It's nicer than my boat. I don't have a boat. Did you say mad boat? It's a mad boat. <laughs> meh. The meh boat is meh. nicer than my boat. <laughs> so she's like, uh, don't touch me, because he's, of course, a kissy rapist and uh, and knees him in the balls yeah. and then pushes him off the boat, and then she dives into the water. So now they're both in the water. He chases her to the shore, but there's Swamp Thing at the shore, and... He pushes his head down a little bit. Well, no, Swamp Thing gets his arm cut off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is important. He cuts Swamp Thing's arm off, and then Swamp Thing pushes down on his head, which results in him dying. And then in the next shot, you see him. He's covered in blood. Like, and he's twitching. Some really bad stuff happened <laughs> mm-hmm. that we didn't see. I think it's supposed to imply that he smashed his head with one hand, like crushed it. But no. he wasn't even squeezing it. He was just pushing down on it. I think it. it's supposed to be implied that he was squeezing it. Yeah, well, he does. Mm. He has the ability to crush beakers without trying. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Ferret is dead. Uh, we learned shortly that that was his name from the first iteration of it. Yeah. Uh, well, and it was nice this scene because they kept repeating it until you eventually figured out what the hell he was saying. Ferret. I thought he yelled Sharon. I thought he Sharon! yelled Sharon the first time. <laughs> Who like, the fuck is Sharon? Who's Sharon? He's like that guy's name is Sharon. <laughs> Weird name for a Merc leader. Yeah. Ferret's not much better, to tell you the truth. Maybe Sharon's the snake's name. Yeah, right. <laughs> what happened to the snake? Is it still in his pocket? I bet it crawled out. Yeah. Uh, so she realizes that he's Holland and finally puts it together, and she's like, oh, I loved you. We love each other, right? But now you're all a green penis skin man. And so she takes a swamp bath. Yeah. So she can get clean? Or is it just to say, hey, look at the side of Adrian Barbeau's boobs? She just, so we can see him. Yeah. I was like, thanks for that. God, about the rest of it, Jesus. <laughs> well, and he's just standing there like some kind of weirdo. <laughs> he can't, he doesn't have a wiener anymore, he's, so he can't pull on it. Yeah, he's very sexually <laughs> frustrated because he's like stomping around, throwing a fit about her naked body. And going, ah, ah, and then she gets out, comes out, and gets nabbed again. <laughs> oh my god! Enough of you getting nabbed. Lady. Why do they like stop nabbing her? Like they just take weird breaks from nabbing her. Like, right. oh, it's quitting time. Well, we don't know where she's at. Yes, of course we do. We have superpowers. We well, know where everything's at. Everybody's just over there <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Nobody's ever very far away. No. 
Well, they get him. Yeah, the Swamp Thing comes to help her again and gets netted. And Nets are very effective. Yeah. Yes. Right. I don't know if you have ever tried to put a net on something, but right. don't. It's really dangerous. It's so they they're so effective. You might hurt <laughs> your friends if you throw a net on them. And they'll just lay down immediately. <laughs> and admit defeat. Everyone knows that if you try to get the net off of you, it's only going to make it worse. Right. So just lay down. Right. <laughs> so Swamp Thing's captured. They get the journal. He Arcane's got the formula now. Uh, and so what does uh, you know a villain do but uh, throw a party? He's dinner party. Yeah, there's a shit ton of people here. And some of them seem like... Not people that were here, but like I don't even know. Some of these are just like swingers. Right. Who are these people? Like it's one thing if you're an evil Bond villain and you throw a party for all your mercs that you got working for you. You know, you and Bruno get sad about uh, the death of Ferret one night. Yeah. You know, drink too much brandy. But he's got like his neighbors are there. Like yeah. he threw it, went out and put flyers out. He sent out a Facebook invite. Like party at my house, science. And everybody showed up. Yeah. Well, and it's rude, too, because there's not enough room at the table no. for all of these people. They have to stand there and wait for somebody to be done eating and rotate out of that chair. If they even get food. I, mean, I don't know. It seems like there's a dance party behind the table. Right. They're at the table. Fat Merc has got a turtleneck on now. Bruno, <laughs> Bruno the Fat Merc is the guest of honor at this. Like mm-hmm. He's uh, put on a pedestal, it almost seems like. He's yeah. sitting up higher than everybody. And uh, Arcane's like, yes, let's pay him homage uh, for finding the journal because he just it was over on the ground someplace. Yeah. Uh, and uh, by that, he is going to be the first to test this. Uh, and you, he already has because they gave him a toast and he drank it. So he's now going to be a tree man, possibly. He didn't even say like, wow, that tasted funny. Yeah. That stuff I just drank. Well, he's never drank brandy. High, high quality. Oh, brandy. he's just a fat. Mark he's Sam. like pretending that that was, he's like, oh, this is good. This is good. Brandy. This is good. <laughs> I like it's very good. Oh, well, he, it, yeah. there's no heads up because the liquid that they're giving him is a bright neon green. Right. Right. <laughs> Like, again, you saw this shit in the lab. Little experience with Brandy, Jackie. He thinks that that's the color of it. Sure. Maybe he thinks it's absinthe. I don't know. Ooh, green fairy. (laughs) Hello. This is my kind of party. Uh, So he starts transforming and getting like, oh, my stomach. Oh, guys, seriously, I got a crap. And like falls down to the floor, gets a little goopy at first, but then springs onto the table. <laughs> I was expecting this to be the moment where some of the two and a half million dollars showed up right. and they did like a really cool body horror thing uh-huh. where like he comes out like it's a, the howling or something. Yeah, like a, like face a, like comes a out fat of, guy ca- cocoon or something. Yeah. yeah, right. Instead, he just goes, oh, I got some shit on my face, ducks under the table and a little guy who's a possum <laughs> jumps up and he's like, I'm a possum guy now. And it's just a little guy who's a possum. You're like, wait a second. This doesn't make any sense. Does his tail come off? Right. He doesn't even have a tail. That's true. He turns into a little possum guy. And what's weird is that his clothes still fit. Still fit. <laughs> his clothes shrunk down with him. With him, and like, the magic of transformation. These corduroys are now smaller. And this turtleneck is... 
Now covered in possum well, you hair. Know, the turtleneck, I believe, he was wearing a little tight to begin with. So <laughs> that's just down to its normal size now. <laughs> Nothing is more unexpected and hilarious than a little guy in a turtleneck possum man jumps on the table and starts going, <laughs> Awesome guy. Like, he's pretty jacked about it at first. Like, he's bouncing around, and everybody's like, the horde. He's like, ha, ah, got your food. <laughs> yeah, he just jumps on top of the turkey, bastard. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else was going to eat some of that. They were waiting for a chair to open up. Like, Bruno goes from a mercenary into, like, Santa's little helper in, like, no time flat. Yeah. Okay, um, that I think was unplanned. Uh, so Arcane goes down to the his dungeon where he's got Swamp Thing tied up on like uh, one of those uh, X torture device things. Sure, I don't know what those are called. Some... A pillory, that's what they're called. Okay, yeah. Um, and he's like, it didn't work. It turned him into a little possum guy. <laughs> What's the secret? He's like, look at him. <laughs> Look at him. He's a little possum guy. Yeah. In the meantime, Swamp Thing is trying not to laugh. Right. He's like. That's your right hand man. Yeah. That's your best guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little possum. Yeah. It's like you're running some kind of possum kingdom, sir. <laughs> Joke from the 90s. Uh, I also like that they bring her down. Uh-huh. Uh Sort of chain her up for whatever reason. To, yeah, and her fancy showcase, dress. To showcase. Come on. Yeah. She looked nice. <laughs> I can't see any part of her except for the two. Right. It was difficult. <laughs> Especially because of the way they lit her, uh-huh. where the light was only shining on her boobs <laughs> in this scene. You're like, what really? Uh, they really? generate light themselves, Sam. They might. Yeah. I mean, those things were bull. <laughs> So he's like, tell me the secret. And and Swamp Thing's like, whatever's inside of you gets amplified, and that's what you become. Bruno was a little possum guy, <laughs> so he became a little a possum, possum guy. guy. I was a tree man. And Steve, well, he ate a lot of fish sticks, and that's why he's now a seven-foot pile of fish sticks. <laughs> they he's were delicious. <laughs> They're not that good. Fish sticks? They're okay. You're daffy, man. Fish sticks are the bomb. Oh, they are good. I do like fish sticks. What are you, gay fish? Um, and oh. yeah, Kanye. Um, so Arcane's like, well, I'm a super genius because I talk very slowly and very deliberately, and I, you know, yeah. I'm very smug and mostly have monologues, so I'm a genius. So I'll be a super genius when I transfer. Why doesn't he try to burn a small thing with a cigarette at this point? Um, To what end? <laughs> well, he would have been like a lot more diabolical. Okay. And then he's been like, we're going to burn this motherfucker down. And then he starts trying well, to burn it with a cigarette. He's not going to burn. He's just going to be able to put it out nice. Yeah. yeah. Like, I am missing an arm. And that doesn't bother me, but your little cigarette trick is going to be like, oh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. well, I think you should just be like the people in St. Elmo's Fire and just ash everywhere. Yeah, right. Not- just ash on each other. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. So he goes upstairs, Arcane, and he's like, all right, uh, bring me, uh, have Karen bring me brandy. Yeah, so some lady comes up to me and he's like, okay, you go get Karen to don't you go get it. Go tell someone else. Who doesn't have any to lines. Walk past the brandy. Go get her. Tell her to bring it to me. 
I'll be waiting over there. In a chair, waiting to transform. At first, I didn't think he was going to transform. Yeah, I, at first, I was like, who's Karen? <laughs> and then she comes, and I was like, okay, I have seen you before, Karen. You were in another scene. Without dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and so he starts transforming in front of her and like he, she drops the brandy and uh-huh. is like the horror. And then it takes forever to cut to him and show him what's happening. And at this point, all she saw was a little bit of a puffy hand, right? That's where the transformation starts is he looks like he got stung by a bee and he's allergic in the hand. Yeah. Oh, the horror. She runs away like he's fucking Dracula or something. Yeah. Well, he doesn't even notice that his hand is puffy. She's looking at it like, oh, my God, you're not perfect anymore. I'm out of oh, here. Oh, yeah, because he was a fucking specimen before. Yeah, but did Karen cares about that. <laughs> Karen's here for the money. Yeah. And to live in a sky castle. I can't say I blame Karen. Yeah. Oh. Um, so he starts metamorphosizing. And this takes for fucking ever. He gets a cocoon. Of oh, shit. It's a poo suit. It's a poo suit. <laughs> he he looks like a, a turd. It's a poo suit. And he's like stumbling around in this poo suit, but then he cracks open and he's transformed into a warthog. He looks more like a rat. You think it's a rat? No, he's a warthog. They just did a bad job because he looks kind of like a rat face guy. I think he looks like Beast Man from He-Man. Kind of. I think so, too. He looks like crap. He looks like crap. This is arguably the worst costume I have ever seen in any movie and i'm i'm lumping in like 1950s crawling eye style movies and i'm talking about the swamp thing costume in the other scene because that's worse than the the eye movie is with the oh i mean it's like googly eyes the they took the eyes out of a teddy bear uh (laughs) and then they stopped his fur right before his butt crack yeah, he's got a mane that goes down to his butt crack, and then the rest of him is just gray skin. And then he's got kind of like rubber boot legs. Uh-huh. And then a suit, <laughs> a blazer for his upstairs. Uh-huh. Yep. Whoa. He looks like shit, and it's hilarious. It's his bad costume. Oh, I, I think you, like, dude, we got to do that one over, guys. This sucks. Nobody can, nobody's going to like this movie. How long did that take you to make? <laughs> 30 minutes take longer <laughs> All right. so then he's like ah i'm a beast man and grabs a fucking sword that he has mounted on the wall like not like it's like excalibur style sword uh, it's no, excalibur is like a claymore it's big this is just a this is just a sword it's yeah but it's not like a katana no, or like it's, it's a uh like it's a knight sword he got it yeah. at the fair at the booth where you throw the little balls into the fish they don't give swords out they give stuffed animals the ball. <laughs> throwing balls at fish huh so if you so here you are come on kids let's go to the fair then little billy wins uh the prize <laughs> some townie or some some uh carney's like carney. i bequeath you the sword of azeroth <laughs> I don't want my kid to have this. You're like, how many tokens is that? <laughs> you don't win swords at the fair, Jackie. God. <laughs> so, uh, Bruno's downstairs and he's like, come on, I'm on your side now because I'm a little possum guy. And flip the switch. And I can't reach it. I can't reach it. 
Oh, we forgot that the, the sun has come in and lit up uh, uh, Swamp Thing, so his arm grows back. That's yeah. how he gets his powers, the power of the sun. That was so creepy. Like a little baby hand. Uh-huh. Oh, and that took for fucking ever, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. So now they're free. He busts out. He, gr- he gets Adrian Barbeau, and uh, they run downstairs, and... They find that there's a well in the bottom of his dungeon. There's that, a well in the dungeon that leads that's to in the a sewer. swamp. Or the least of the swamp, yeah. Well under the swamp? Uh-huh. Because guess what? The swamp is already water. Right. There can't be a well under it because it kind of is a well. Yeah. So they get out of the swamp, and Arcane follows them, and then you have two men in rubber suits that look awful fighting over a sword in the swamp, and it's like, who? Seriously, guys, you had to have thought at this. Some, this is going to look awesome. No, it doesn't look awesome. It's two guys in rubber suits fighting over a sword. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. And it's they do a worse job shooting around the fact that they're rubber suits because you see them creasing constantly. Oh, yeah, like, yeah right. The lowest budget, most rapidly made kaiju movies do a much better right, job than right. this. Like 1990s Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Those rubber suits are better fighting. A scenes. lot better. Yeah. Well, they wanted to borrow one. Point. Huh? They wanted what? They wanted to borrow one for this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it would have been they better did. than fucking hip waders and a pinstripe blazer. <laughs> oh, no, it's a wild boar. Why is he in hip waders and a pinstripe blazer? Because he Wait refused- a second. So that I ask this question, so that I don't ask this question. Why is he a wild boar? Why is he a wild boar? Is he boorish? You know, is his personality boorish? I don't know. He's a man pig and he's got a sword. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait a second. Man Pig's got a sword? <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with any... He doesn't want world domination? And, like, yeah, like, everybody else has superpowers. Like, well, I guess Bruno may or may not have superpowers. He can get into stuff. You know, he's he's a spry little guy now. Yeah, he's not... he, he dodges Man Pig. Yeah, right. He's like, fuck you, Man Pig. Wow. But Man Pig doesn't have any superpowers. He just is like, I need a I sword. <laughs> a sword and a blazer. Watch out. <laughs> So they fight. Adrian Barbeau gets stabbed right in the boob. Uh, I think that was intentional. Like, oh, no, the booby. Um, but uh, Swamp Thing kills Arcane, kind of, with a with a club he, like, pulls out of the ground. And then goes over and heals Adrian Barbeau. And then molests her. Yeah. Well, he does give her some back hair. Right, right. That's his healing. He gives her a patch of moss. And then he just makes sure that the other boob is okay yeah, for I'll a check, while. I'll check this one. Like, yeah, that one's okay. That's that one didn't get stabbed. Yeah, I better check it again. Better just keep checking it. Yeah. Huh. I'll try the underside. Maybe uh, maybe it got stabbed under there. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to have to put my nose in your butt yeah, crack. I'm probably going to have to do that. <laughs> Go through you from the inside. You know, there's an <laughs> old, We have to use the old style of medicine where I just start licking all over your body. <laughs> right, right, right. Doctors do that, right? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> it's Arcane isn't dead. He comes back, he jumps up, he's still got his fucking sword, but then Swamp Thing takes it away from him and then just gives him the chap. Yeah, he stabs him, kinda. And then does this, like, sweet Arthurian sword sticking out of the ground look back, like, 
you're not King Arthur, you're Swamp Thing. Why is there a fucking sword in this movie? And then it cuts to the fucking boar guy, and he's got, like, Slurpee coming out of him all of a sudden. You're like, wait, he's now a fucking volcano from a science project in right. fourth grade? Right. What special effects? <laughs> and so, Swamp Thing, it's all over. Always remember me. Wherever you go, I will be with you. What? And then wanders off. Well, he tells her... You know, you need to go heal and rest. Yeah, take a break. What? <laughs> take and, take five. Yeah, he, I mean that's swamp things I'm way out of, here. <laughs> of saying I felt him and I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I I totally came and uh, yeah, let's uh, hit it and quit it. Bye. See ya. <laughs> and Jude runs up and was like, "Who was that masked man?" And she's like, "I love him." <laughs> She also tells him, like, you can still be a scientist. He's like, no, no, I must walk into the swamp. We'll get stronger beakers. They don't make them. I must walk into the swamp. I'm telling you, he's just trying to get rid of her. No, no, it's good. I'm going to accept my fate. (sighs) Credits. The end. Who wants to go first? What the fuck does Swamp Thing do? Like In between time? Yeah. In uh, between, because here's the fun thing in Return of Swamp Thing, the villain is Arcane again. Yeah, I know. Played by Lewis Jordan. Yeah, he so comes back. That's all he does in this film franchise is fight a man pig or something. Whereas in the comic book, he just he has like a like a hang. He has like a house thing. Right. Swamp lodge. Right. Yeah. People come over and they hang out with him. Uh, sort of. No, that's where John Constantine comes from. He's just uh, hanging out with Swamp Thing at his house. I, the, all the Alan Moore Swamp Thing stuff I read, it was just mostly him just mooping around like, oh, my around. past life, oh, I'll never get it back in my love, and blah, 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 blah. So I think he just He's a moops around. Fucking take a page out of Dark Man's book, why don't you? Oh, dude, Dark Man's a man of action compared to... He gets pretty moopy. Yeah, but uh, he can put on another man's face, and then he can go to the fair and crush a guy's hands. That's sweet. Give me that sword, you son of a bitch. Ah, my hands! And then uh, Francis McDormand's like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to win an Oscar someday. Why am I in this movie? And Liam Neeson's like, I won three of them. What am I doing here? And Sam Raimi's like, hey, it's me, Sam Raimi. And they make Darkman 2, and you're like, wait, what happened? What what happened, Sam? (laughs) Nothing happens in Darkman 2. Okay. Why are we talking about Darkman 2 so much? Because he's moopy. Okay. Uh, Jackie, question? No. No? I don't have any questions. It really did wrap itself up nicely. <laughs> it does, because it, it doesn't beg any questions throughout its whole thing other than what the hell are you people talking about, which right. can't be answered. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I think we flushed everything out, because most of the questions I had are about Arcane and his motivations and how he exists and what he's doing living in a swamp and who are these people at his house party? Uh, where do they even go after that guy turns into a little possum? Do they like go back to their house and are like... So went to a party. Uh, they wanted to play. I, I thought we were going to play Cards Against Humanity, but instead a man turned into a possum. Man turned into a possum, and we got the fuck out of yeah. there. <laughs> so I don't think we'll be going back to Arcane's house. Also, I just don't recommend tuxedos and fan boats. Don't go well together. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Well, then I guess we move on to the big one. Final recommendations. Uh, Jackie, go. I'm going to give it a do. Okay. It's uh, so bad, mm-hmm. and but they're trying so hard. <laughs> and Are they? <laughs> I don't Are know. they? Maybe they're just mailing it in. But it 
the characters that are in here, the mm-hmm. possum guy, fat commando. Right. Uh, they make it funny. I think it's not supposed to be, but it is hilarious. Yeah. Smeh. I am giving this film my very first withheld judgment. What? I am not going to say whether it's worth watching until I watch Swamp Thing 2, and then I will decide whether the toilet should be flushed on all of the Swamp Things, or if only one of them's worth watching. Huh. Because right now, I would say, don't watch this, just watch Swamp Thing 2, but I don't want to be wrong about that because I haven't seen Swamp Thing 2 in 15 years either. <laughs> and I hadn't seen this one in 20, and I remember liking it a lot more than I liked it today. Well, I don't know what, you're, uh, what, what you missed in this film because I fucking thought it was awesome. This is a total do. Huh. If, if, like, if you don't like this type of bad movies, I don't know what the fuck we're doing this podcast for because this thing stinks. And it is unintentionally stinky. And just bad on every level. And then Wes Craven went on to have a career. So not only not only is it like shitty if it was a standalone movie directed by Guy. Yeah. It's Wes Craven, so it's a part of history. And then Adrian Barbeau, Ray Wise is always f- awesome to watch. Uh and I I personally like bad costume monster movies. But then there's a boar fighting a Swamp guy, I will a tree give it, in the swamp with a sword. Until he what? until he turns into a possum, and then the man boar showed up. I was like, "This is adult." Huh. But once that happened, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of charming." <laughs> charming is another word I wouldn't use for yeah. describing swamp thing. No, it's surprisingly bad. It's it's horrendously incompetent for filmmaking purposes. Yes, like it's really bad. It's really bad. Um, so I give it a super two. This is, this is as close to like 1950s shitty science fiction movie as you can get and still have it be like, whoa, huh? Wow. That was something. Uh, I like it. So two from me. I think it's must see actually. Mm. Uh, streaming do's and don'ts this week. Um, unless Jackie's got something. I've got two. Uh, Jackie, I don't think you... Did you watch something last night by chance? Or did you just get drunk? <clears throat> drunk. Okay. Um, we talked about one of them a little bit, so we're not going to spend too much time on it. But I do want to bring up that uh, The Fly 1 and 2 are on HBO now, uh, right now. Uh, of course, the 80s Fly starring sure. uh, Jeff Goldblum and uh, Gina Davis. And I think that's it. Uh, the three of us kind of had a conversation about the fly, uh, the whole week, uh, directed by David Cronenberg, of course. Yes. And I hadn't seen it in probably almost probably 25 years. And I was fucking floored by how good the fly was. Yeah. I hadn't ever. So I had only seen the, cause it was super popular mm-hmm. that they aired right, it. Right, right. And I'd only seen the over the air and they have to oh, cut out super a edited. lot of yeah, stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was like 32, 33, something like that, mm-hmm. about six years ago, I saw it for the first time on uh widescreen restored version. And I yeah. was just like, this shit is awesome. It takes a little bit to get going, but once it's there, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, Jackie's seen it. Um, it. I can't tell Jackie to do because it's just so goopy. 
Goopy. Um, but man, it is super goopy. I won't watch it again. Yeah, it does it hold up well to the the testament of time. This is like one of those landmark movies where no matter how much time goes by, it's always going to look good. Yeah. Like fuck, they knocked it out of the park in Fly. And and Goldblum is fantastic. I personally think he should have won the Oscar that year because you know, there's a lot of other people who are like okay, we're going to put you in this role and you have to act like a bug or something. And they fucking overdo it. But he's just so subtle and so bloomy. And like, it's everything that is Jeff Goldblum comes into that role. And it's like, you're the guy. You are the guy for this role. Nobody else could have done this. Booyah. And even Gina Davis is really good. Like, I kind of think Gina Davis kind of stinks. Um, obviously, Cutthroat Island is a fantastic movie. Oh. Um, but, uh, but when she has her mental breakdown over what's happening to Brundle and like starts freaking the fuck out. She does a great job. And like everybody behind the camera is doing a great job. Cronenberg's directing the shit out of it. The only caveat I will give it is that, uh, uh, Brundle is a very bad scientist because Ooh. he just leads. He's like, uh, arcane, like, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just drink it. Um, but everything out, out, out of a couple quibbles of writing is like, dude, this is one of the best movies ever been made, especially yeah. for the visual effects. Um, but it is all-time goopiest. It is super goopy. I can't think of I Honestly, maybe Street Trash is the only goopier, like, maybe? And I don't even know. I don't think it is by volume. He pukes on his food yeah. and then eats it in front of another guy. Yeah. That's as goopy as you can get. Yep. It's uh, goopy. And street Trash has long portions of non-goopiness. Right. When it gets goopy, it gets really goopy. I think the fly is goopy like... When that guy gets hit by the car in RoboCop. Right, right, right. And he turns into that's liquid. That's pretty goopy. That's pretty goopy That's like right super there. goopy. But RoboCop's really only that goopy for a little bit. Right. The fly is that goopy for like a third of it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe more. Man, wow. If you haven't seen the fly in some time, go back. If you're a special effects person, dude. Whoa. Uh, but then there's the fly, too. <laughs> I haven't bothered with that. I don't think. I think I saw it over the year, and it was like, eh, whatever. Uh, Eric Stoltz is uh, oh. Brundle Jr., the the baby uh, that Gina Davis and uh, Jeff Goldblum were theoretically Who directed The have. Fly 2? Uh, the creature uh, creator from The Fly 1. Sure. This guy named Chris Wallace. He won the Academy okay. Award for special effects for The Fly 1. He went on to direct Fly 2. Um, uh, Princess Vespa. You know, oh, she's hey. uh, she was in that one movie where she was Princess Vespa. <laughs> she was in Family Stro or Family Ties too. Was she? Like I thought so. I didn't think that was the same actress. And she was in uh, Melrose Place. Oh no a way! After the fact, yeah, she was in Melrose Place huh. afterwards. Yeah. Okay, all right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anybody else really in it. Um, but holy crap, is this one dumb as shit? Bad writing. Through and through. Uh, Eric Stoltz is hilarious unintentionally. He's moopy because, you know, he's turning into a fly. Yeah. Um, and then there's the security guard at this, like, the science headquarters who is just unintentionally hilarious. He's, like, super violent. Like, he just wants to kill everything. So he just plays with weapons the entire time. Like, you, you introduce to him while he's staring at a stun gun, like, at the electricity. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the, like the, the effects are great. Again, uh, he goes all fly and 
it's goopy and Jackie cannot watch it for one reason. Uh, I'm not going to tell what that reason is, but if it wasn't for that, I think it's episode worthy. I absolutely loved fly Two. It's hilarious. Hmm. And, and, and it delivers like there's this choice that could be made by the filmmakers. where like, we, we go one of two directions. We go all in on this shit or we kind of trying to make it a science fiction movie, but they go all, they take the go all in. Like there's one thing you want to see happen in the fly franchise and they do it. And mm. you're like, yeah. <laughs> and the ending is fantastic. Uh, so do on the fly too from me for Sam as well. I think you should watch both of them back to back for sure. No, not for Jackie though. <clears throat> Absolutely not for Jackie. It, it's the one time I will say, dude, we could have done an episode on this, but I'm not going to force it to you because it would be a bad day for you. And that's not fun for anybody. So, uh, that's it for me. What do you guys got? Anything? Special? I watched the infiltrator. Oh yeah. With with Brian the, Cranston. Cranston. Oh yeah. yeah I was like that. That. Um, it was really good. Yeah. It, yeah, it's not a bad movie by no, any no, means. No, no. I thought it was on the outside looking in of the Oscars that yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but I, I did finally get around to watching that. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I watched uh, Bent. Bent? Bent. I don't know what that is. Carl Urban. Oh, no. <laughs> so this was, I think it was going to be like a bigger deal. It's like, it's a classic Carl Urban deal where like right. Carl's like, right. hey, Carl, we're giving you the Danny Gallagher character, which is like a book franchise character mm-hmm. and he was like oh man i'm getting a, I'm getting a book franchise character yes. i'm carl urban i'm getting my break finally and they're like oh so here's the deal carl um we were we had like 80 million dollars now we've got like seven ah but we're still gonna make the movie because we still have carl urban and he's like i guess you do i i guess that's I my mo guess you do it's what i do i show up and all the money disappears and yeah. uh, all interest and uh quality yeah so they also bring in uh sofia vergara and anthony right. garcia okay. all right oh andy garcia nice and i think that the the book series is a premise around the whole idea is that this guy that they call it bent like he's a crooked cop okay but he's not really bent he just was convicted of it obviously mm-hmm. wrongfully okay but then has to operate on the wrong side of the law. Oh, he's forced into being like a. He's like, well, if you're gonna make me a crooked, crooked cop, I'll show you what a crooked yeah, cop is. Yeah, right, right, right. Sort of, but he's not. He's like Robin Hood, or he's a he's the sort of, uh, you know, white knight vigilante <laughs> kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, as a PI. Okay, and then he's smart enough to not get caught again. All right, so. Super disappointing because if you're Carl Urban, this happened again. Yeah. Hey. Oh boy. I showed up to work today and yeah. everything uh, didn't go as I wanted it to. <laughs> and then ultimately, as a whole, it's not great. But if you like crime movies, it's it's fine. So. Okay. All right. What year? What year are we talking? Uh, this year. Oh wow. Direct okay. to right. direct to video. Should have gone to theater instead. Went right to Netflix instead. It's on Netflix. Uh, okay. All right. I, it might be on Amazon. It's on one of the two. Huh. All right. Well, uh, that's uh, that's your show, kids. Sam, what do you have planned for next week? Next week, I actually believe that I found a copy of Cemetery Man, so I think we're doing Cemetery Man. Cemetery Man, okay. Yeah. So try to find a copy of that because it's not streaming anywhere. It's so. it's hard to find. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do a rare gem. But uh, uh, Jackie, any final thoughts you want to share? No. Water. Because <laughs> you're hungover. Swamp water? Yeah, swamp water. Swamp water. There's plenty of swamp water in those galoshes that they were all wearing. 
All right, kids, uh, enjoy your week. Get to the job. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.